the training camp edition of the Dolphins in Depth podcast. First day of training camp in the books for the Miami Herald team. Intrepid star of show Adam Beasley. How was it out there in that <laughs> scorching hot field with the players going through their workouts, the crowd roaring their approval, and the media covering everything for your uh, reading and viewing pleasure? Uh, I'm not saying that there's any silver linings to the pandemic. It's awful all the way around. But I do not miss sitting out there and sweating these two, three weeks. It's buying us a couple of weeks of air conditioning, Armando. Well, it didn't buy you anything, any week of air conditioning, because you were not air conditioned yesterday afternoon. Well, that's by choice. I mean, the golf the golf isn't going to play itself. That is true. That, of course, the way you play it, it isn't going to play well either when you go at it. So there's I that. I don't, I don't measure myself against other players. It's just improvement. If you can show improvement on a day-in, day-out basis, then you've mastered the game, Armando. You know what? Um, so I have covered the Dolphins since 1990, and this is so weird. This really is so, so weird. Um, I just can't – I can't wrap my head around this thing. Uh the start of training camp and nothing. Here we are at home, sitting at home. Can't go out to camp. Can't watch players play. Can't watch practice. Can't watch anything. Can't do anything. It's it, it's um it's unacceptable to me. These well, it, it doesn't it doesn't feel like the football season. I mean, that's what it comes down to. It feels like right now they're still in early or I guess mid-April when they have these, not even OTAs, but just the off-season conditioning program where they're there lifting and they're in meetings and we have no idea, no no real contact with the organization. Uh, they, they did do occasional you know conference calls or sometimes even in-person interviews during that time. But by and large, the, the team is still kind of a rumor. I mean, we got Brian Flores yesterday, which was very helpful, obviously. He set the tone for, for the season. We can talk about that. But uh, do you have any feel whatsoever for this football team right now? Yes, I, I have excellent feel. For the, <laughs> I'd, lo- I'd love to hear that, it. That is my job. <laughs> That's why I feed my family, Adam Beasley, because I have feel. I put my thumbs, my my opposable thumbs, and you know, I put them around the team, and I grasp, and I, you know. Uh, and what I feel is, okay, we're, we're all right. It, look, they had an off season where they did nothing wrong. So I, I count that as a victory, you know? I mean, yeah. that's, no, that's my I, feel right there. Oh, considering the circumstances, absolutely things could be a lot worse. Totally agree with you on that. But this time of year, we should be talking about who's the, who's the starting right guard going to be, and we should be able to talk about it with some degree of authority because we've actually seen them practice. You know, who's going to be the kicker turner? Uh, you know, is what's the quarterback competition look like? All those, all those questions that we want to have answers to, we're relying on second and third person accounts to, to piece together what's going on in that building. And again, this is no fault of the Dolphins. This is no fault of the NFL. It's just the reality of life right now. So it's going to be wild. We're going to get, we're going to, get to see practice, what, August 17th, give or take, is the first day we'll be able to be in there? Yes. 
Correct. So, so confirm. So, so come August seventeenth, we're going to have hopefully more answers to questions uh, that, than we do right now. But it's it's bizarre, man. It's the thirtieth of July, and we haven't seen a single practice from this team since December. So yesterday, Coach Brian Flores spoke with the dregs in the media uh, and me. And uh, I'm wondering, what, it, what was your takeaway, your grand takeaway from that whole 15-minute uh, availability? He is uh, nervous. He is nervous that, that this very delicate, uh, much reliant on the, uh, the responsibility of others football season uh, is going to become undone by just one foolish act. And we saw what's been going on with the Marlins. We don't know exactly yet what the cause of that outbreak is, but with 18 players now have tested positive, to think that can't happen in an NFL locker room is, is, is naive. Of course it could happen in the NFL locker room. It can happen anywhere where people are in, close, are in close contact. And and the message he, he sent through the media yesterday uh, with, with pretty good authority was, hey, if you want football to happen this year, and he was talking to his players through us, don't be an idiot. Stay home. Don't go to restaurants. Don't put yourself in situations where you're in contact with people that you don't know how responsible they're being. And if you don't, you can bring that thing back into the building, and it's going to spread, in his words, like wildfire. So I, I think he's, in his heart of hearts, he's a little nervous right now that, that, that his players, we got hundreds of players, staff, coaches, scouts that all come in and out of that building are all going to do the right thing. And, again, we don't know if one mess up will bring, bring everything down. I mean, it's, poss- it's possible that if a guy gets infected, they can get to it quick and, they, they, you know, they can isolate him and, 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 and they won't have what the Marlins are going through. But he's there on some level he's nervous that there's going to be somebody who just, you know, thinks, oh, I'm, I'm fine to go pick up that pizza. The next thing you know, you've got 20 sick players. Yeah, I just get the the idea that uh, the Dolphins are going to be more disciplined than the Marlins. Um, you know, baseball is weird in that they are in the opposing city for three, four nights at a time, and there's no real way to tell players you can't go out and, and have um, – well, you can tell them don't go to clubs and stuff like that. But you can't really tell them you can't go to dinner. You got to order in. Um, the, the NFL isn't going to be about that and like that. And I just think football players they live a more regimented life generally. And so yeah, there are the 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 unorthodox ones like Ray Maluga, who will. <laughs> <laughs> what a great reference. Who was. <laughs> who will show up to practice at 8.30 in the morning driving over from the club where he failed to pay his bill or bar tab or whatever and uh, and is thus cut or whatever. So there are a couple of those, but I don't get the feeling that the Dolphins really have a lot of those on the roster. Do you? Well, that's you know that's why they go through all these deep dives with background and interviews, and because yeah, I mean they 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 want good players obviously, but they also want smart and disciplined players, and hopefully the vetting that they've done over the past year to get those kind of people in the building uh, is going to pay off. Um, 
Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. I think it's I think the Dolphins would prefer uh, having their own isolated bubble. Um, it, here's something I didn't realize yesterday when I wrote my story that they're they're not even forcing players now to stay at the hotel. Like this is the first time training camp has been where you stay where you want to stay, where you're most comfortable staying. And presumably the rookies who don't, you know, who are just trying to make the team are, are at the team hotel. But I know of many veterans that are staying at home. So um, I, my, my guess is the Dolphins would like it a little more buttoned down than that. But it's out of their hands. The NFLPA and the NFL came to an agreement on rules. And one of the rules were you, you, you sleep where you want to sleep. Right. Absolutely. Now, uh, away from the COVID cycle of things, um, before we go to break, give me your quickie, um, I guess, analysis of what the Dolphins, who will, who are now, as we speak, going through walkthroughs, going through strength and conditioning, going through meetings, what this team will be in 2020. Oh, geez. <laughs> Way to yes. drop the hammer on Yeah, them. in other words, having not seen them... Having them not practice once, tell me what's going to happen in the regular season. They're going to win the AFC East. I've been saying this for months, Armando. Get your playoff tickets now. Hard Rock Stadium will host a playoff game in 2020. No. Uh, <laughs> no. Sorry. Sorry. You don't really mean that, do you? Uh, I think 9-7 and seven is going to win the division, and I think this team can win nine games. Do I think it's likely? No, I think there's probably a one in three chance that this you know, the Dolphins make the playoffs. But hey, we weren't saying one in a million chance last year. I'll take the improvement. Um, that's true. That's true. the 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 ending last year was was I think a, a reason for optimism. Now we'll see what happens with a veteran roster because things are different with a veteran roster. But Nonetheless, uh, yeah, yeah. I actually have a question about that, and I don't know yeah. if you want to break first, or uh, I'll, I'll just ask you, and you can mull it over if you want during the break. Do you yeah, think, give me give me advance notice, Beasley, please. Do you think that this uh, again? It's not a particularly old team because they have twenty some odd rookies still. I think half their roster is first and second year players, but they have a lot more established veterans than they did last year. They had veterans, quote unquote, last year. But they didn't have freedom signings like they've had big name guys who have success and won Super Bowls in other places come to their team like 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 last year. Do you think that Flo's kind of college at times program mentality is going to wear well with these guys that are 26, 27, 28 years old? That's a great question, and we will discuss the answer to that and the thoughtful answer at that on the other side of this break. Adam, star of show, <laughs> I appreciate you serving me up a, uh, what I think is a meaty question uh, for our listeners, and this is my skinny answer, okay? Um, look, it's easier, believe it or not, and this is what general managers have told me, this is what coaches have told me. It's easier to get a young player, a player that isn't established, a player that hasn't arrived, to do everything you want them to do in the way that you want them to do it with zero pushback than it is to get a veteran who is established, who has been paid, 
who has been through a couple of seasons or more and has experience with different coaching staff to, to buy in. It's just, it's just the way it is. The guys on this team last year, they were just basically trying to survive. And one of their survival tools was, I'm going to do everything this coach is telling me to do in the way he's going to do it and the way he wants me to do it because that might extend my career by one game, one week, one practice, as opposed to, say, a, you know, a guy like Shaq Lawson uh, that, or Byron Jones, who they've been paid, they've got guaranteed money, they've been around the block, and they have opinions. They have their way of thinking, and that's going to be interesting. I totally agree. Uh, it's wild. I'm just looking at the roster now. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is the only player over the age of 30, and he's 37. He's way over 30. But the rest, the next oldest, the second oldest player on the team is Kyle Van Noy. And so you would hope that coming from New England, playing with Flo, essentially being handpicked um, uh, by Flo to, to 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 come here, he'll be part of the you know he'll be part of the solution, not the problem. A bunch of their older guys were here last year. Uh, Albert Wilson, Alan Hearns, Jesse Davis, Eric Rowe, Devontae. I mean, those are some of the older players on this team. Um, but I think you're right. I think the Agvas, the Byron Jones, the Shaq Lawsons, guys that don't have a tie to the New England way, how do, you know, how do they respond? Are they going to have the TNT wall this year? Do you think they're going to do things like that? With a, with a team that's more veteran-laden than we had last year. I, I'll, again, we won't know for sure until August 17th until we see the layout, but are they, are they going to make Byron Jones run laps if he, uh, you know, if, if he misses an assignment? I, I, I just don't know. Well, here's a picture of how it might go. Remember last year, the Dolphins at the beginning of camp, they had a, not a, a veteran roster, but a roster with veterans on it. And the new coach came in, and he was telling them to run to the TNT wall, the takes-no-talent wall, mm-hmm. uh, when they made a mistake as a unit or as a team. And a lot of those veterans, they weren't buying into any of that. And they weren't with the whole college rah-rah discipline stuff. They weren't. Kiko Alonso wasn't. Um, there just was guys that just didn't, you know, wasn't, it wasn't them. They didn't buy it. They didn't see it. And it wasn't just veteran players. You'll remember last year, Minka Fitzpatrick was told, hey, we're going to do you this way. And Minka said, no, you're not. I don't want this. I don't like this. I don't like this. Trade me. Yeah, I think that last year was a challenge uh, for for Flo in many ways, particularly because of how the roster was was built and starting zero and seven or whatever it was, and you know keeping that team together was 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 a Herculean challenge. I, th- that's nothing compared to what he's going to face this year. He is because of the backdrop of COVID and not having the practice time, and then trying to see if the system that that worked okay. I mean, obviously they didn't they weren't great last year, but they worked worked pretty well. <laughs> Am I wrong? I mean, I'm not going to throw total bouquets at them. They, they five and eleven. It was good for that that talent, but I'm not going to I'm not going to crown them in the words of uh, Denny Green. I want to see what he does this year. And and I think even if you didn't have COVID, 
the expectations being higher. Like it, there is there is zero heat on flow last year. I'm trying to think back. How many times was it even like tense in a in, in news conference with him last year? I could probably count on three fingers. I mean, that's if if they lose by forty points to a team this year, it's there's it, the hell is going to rain down from the media on, on the Dolphins. It's because of how they built their team up. They they got a pass last year in ways they're not going to get this year, and so I think that's just a whole new set of challenges for a guy who's never really dealt with this kind of scenario before. Absolutely, and and I was laughing not because. Uh, I thought that that he deserved more credit or the Dolphins deserved more credit. I was laughing because I have never heard 5-11 and 11 and, <laughs> and did okay in the same sentence or paragraph in my entire career. And that was – and I don't – you know, it's not an aspersion to you, obviously, because last year was strange and the circumstances were weird, but – you know, five eleven sucks. Okay. Yes, there would be. We. Uh, I can. I can only imagine the Armando. The the, the Armando columns the morning after a forty point loss to the Ravens. If if it happened this year, wasn't it fifty nine to ten? Yeah, I believe it was actually. A it's 49. a forty forty nine point loss. <laughs> yeah. So uh, if they start the season out that way. There's going to be zero benefit of the doubt, right? Of course, of course. There is zero benefit of the doubt right now. The, 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 the job and job one for the Miami Dolphins in 2020 is what? To win. Win. All the time. Every right. game. All the time. They All should, the, no they, excuses. They, they, should be, they should be the first team in God knows how long to win consecutive games in Foxborough. They they won the season finale in 2019. They should win the season opener there in 2020. Absolutely. Right, right now, Armando, they are a better team than New England Patriots. Well, they have a better roster. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to say that right, you know. But until we see, until maybe it, what you're saying is true. I'm just not on, on that limb with you right away. What do you, what do you think? Oh, what, real quick, what do you think? A, there's no, I mean, the conspiracy theories that somehow Belichick orchestrated six of his guys to forego millions upon millions of guaranteed dollars in the prime of their earning career to maybe get Trevor Lawrence next year. It's, it's, it's laughable. I mean, I know uh, they, the Patriots have been so sinister in their dealings and, for years, and 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 and, and Belichick's the evil genius and all that, but there is no motivation for players to say, you know what, I was going to play this year, but let me take the year off for 150k, and and maybe that money will be waiting for me there next year. No, yeah. obviously, obviously, a lot of players made personal health decisions for whatever reasons to pass on the season. I agree with you, and whoever is comparing these Patriots to last year's Dolphins and say, well, you know, they. The Dolphins signed Fitzpatrick last year, and the Patriots signed at the last minute Cam Newton. Those two players are not congruent. No. They have never been congruent. They're not the same player or quality or type. It's not the same type of move at all. No, absolutely not. Cam Newton is, what, three or four years removed from being an MVP of the league. Uh, you know, obviously health is a concern, but if he's healthy, he's a top 15 quarterback, no doubt about it, in the National Football League. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think, is happy that he has a starting job for now. For now. 
And let's uh, let's touch on that before we uh, leave this lovely venue. So we know now that the Dolphins are going to hold a quarterback competition. Um, who's winning that competition, Beasley? <laughs> well, so sadly, we're in, we're not able to sit in on the walkthroughs, so I can't I can't give you a, a true a true evaluation. But I would say my guess is Ryan Fitzpatrick is ahead right now. My guess is uh, that Ryan Fitzpatrick wins the competition for the time being. Yes. For the time being. And if you want more details on that, look to the Dolphins in Depth blog slash Mondo Columns because <laughs> I just posted a uh, offering about that at MiamiHerald.com. So please go there. Also, please buy Beasley's book and also buy my book, 100 Things Dolphins Fans Should Know and Do Before They Die. What's the title of your book, Beasley? Wasn't the Harvey Pinnock uh, golf book a good a, a golf's a good walk spoiled? I don't know. I might be conflating my, my golf authors. Mine is golf is a good beer buzz spoiled because uh, there's not enough alcohol in the world to numb my pain from how poorly I've been playing lately. So uh, you don't want to read any books coming from me, particularly those that have to do with golf advice. You do want to read 100 Things Dolphins Fans yes. Should Know and Do Before They Die. It's available on Amazon now, and it comes out in print, in paperback and print on September 8th. Beasley, closing thought. Go. Uh, I'm glad we have football to talk about again. It's a wonderful thing. We appreciate you joining us here on the Dolphins in Depth podcast every week where star of show Adam Beasley lays down Dolphins law, and I caddy <laughs> it up for him. Really appreciate you guys. Tune in next week.